Sony pulls PS4, Cyberpunk, and Microsoft agrees to a no-questions-asked refund. Is this major disaster for old-gen consoles the biggest opportunity yet for cloud gaming? Let's talk after this. Hello and welcome once again to Cloudburst, the next generation in discussion shows. I'm Rock, and if you are interested in cloud gaming and intelligent conversation, this show is what you've been looking for. Each week, we tackle just one big cloud gaming question, no holds barred, and no platform left unturned. My panel are instantly recognizable and highly respected content creators, each in their own right, and each renowned for deep insight, wide knowledge, and a long list of achievements. Regular viewers will have spotted that tonight we're missing Avery and Chase Fandley. Uh, Avery is traveling for the holidays, and Chase has had a last-minute emergency. We hope he's fine, uh, and uh, we look forward to welcoming back in the new year. But I'm delighted to welcome, in Avery's place, Chris from Sounds of Stadia as our special guest today. Chris, thanks for joining us, my friend. How has your week been? Oh, thank you very much, Rock, and thank you for having me on, everyone. It's amazing to join such a panel of esteemed uh, content creators for the cloud uh, network, I suppose, as we all kind of are. Now we're all connected in some way, shape, or form. I'm doing great, my friend, aside from all the recently announced uh, regulations just dropped on us a few hours ago by our mm-hmm. lovely uh, local government. I'm doing great. Otherwise, again, gamers, we love oh, staying inside and uh, spending many, many hours in different worlds. So what's we, the we- we seem to we seem to have some kind of curse of COVID affect us every single week. So you 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 absolutely right to point that out, Clive. How's your week been, my friend? Konnichiwa, Gigi Deska. It has been uh, good. A good. Well, a busy week. What a good. That's that's a lie. You just say that, don't you? It's been a terrible week. No, it's been a busy week. Uh, I'm glad it's over. We're at the weekend. Woohoo! Christmas is coming. Lockdown. Boohoo! But hey, I'm not going anywhere anyway. And as Chris said, gaming heaven. So. You know, absolutely. There's always yeah, a bright. Absolutely. There's always a silver lining to a cloud. See what? Yes, cloud. You're see? very, very good, yeah, yeah. Eddie. <laughs> How are you, my friend? How's your week been? It has been a good week. I'm very sorry, guys. Today uh, it's been a little bit chaotic, but it has it's been a good week. Had a good time, time with Kenny, and uh, yeah, almost end of the year. Yeah, we're getting there closely, Lloyd. How are you? You looking good, my friend? Oh yeah, my beard is taking over, dude. Like it's it's insane. Uh I've been told that I can't shave until February. So I got another oh. month of this small bird's nest turning into a large eagle's nest on my face. Um but yeah, no, I'm doing great. Uh the charity stream that that I was talking about last episode, uh we did 2 days. We raised $52,000. Wow. US, over $52,000 US. That's amazing. Uh, it well was done amazing so thanks everybody that came out that uh has seen me here and other places uh appreciate it um but besides that we've uh we've been um i don't know doing some nasty things in uh night city uh there's a lot of criminals there uh and i think i'm the worst of them uh well i'm playing that game 
um, um, and uh, maybe not even just in the game. Anyway, <laughs> anyway thank you, everybody. Uh, I'm glad you've all had a great week. So let's reveal today's big question. We hinted at it at the uh, the front of the show. Uh, and today's question was actually suggested by our guest panelist, Chris. So thank you, Chris. As one of the most anticipated launches ever, we were all caught by surprise when Sony and Microsoft agreed to offer refunds for Cyberpunk 2077 after problems on older generations generated a huge backlash. As the game works flawlessly on Google Stadia and GeForce now, even being universally accepted as one of the best ways to play it, does the panel believe this is a win for cloud gaming? And as it's your question, we uh, start through tradition, Chris, with your very good self. Wonderful, thank you. Uh, yeah, I guess there's only one one place to start off, and that is Cyberpunk has took the world by storm. Whether that's for better or for worse, people seem to be enjoying it regardless through through bugs and torture and other such things. Uh, I, for one, I'm about 15 hours into the games, just to give a bit of context for how much of it I played. Uh, again, all through Google Stadia, played it immediately. I actually did my first look, bang on the stroke of midnight, game booted up, jumped into it. Aside from a couple of glitches and, and uh, the NPC walking through a wall, which you get in most games, anyone who's played any open world Ubisoft titles are no, no stranger to a couple of bugs here and there. And uh, aside from that, the game runs smooth as anything. I'm loving the story. I'm in, enjoying the world. Driving could be a little bit uh, to be desired, in my opinion, uh, the actual mechanics for that. But in terms of the impact it's had, that's the biggest root of the question for me. Uh, scrolling through my newsfeed this past week and watching everybody... Not kind of not come out from under the rock, but almost pun in, not intended. Um, but <laughs> almost uh, in such a weird way, it's almost like galvanized cloud gaming because everyone is saying, Oh, it plays amazing on GeForce now. Obviously, all those people who are fortunate enough to afford a top end uh, tech PC, they're, they're, they're laughing out their eyeballs right now. Haha, <laughs> PC Master Ace and all that with their three thousand pound, two thousand odd dollar rig set up in their bedroom. Um, but for us people who uh, unfortunately don't uh, have the ability to drop that much money, I think uh, it's really starting to highlight and turn the corner of the power of things like GeForce Now, Stadia, and just cloud gaming in, in a general consensus. Because just look at it. You can play this game better than you can on the 120-plus million PlayStation 4s out there in the wild, the 50, 60 million Xbox uh, Ones that are out there. It runs better on the platform we've all been huge supporters of for the last year or so, and I think it's... Great to see Stadia finally getting in the spotlight for a great reason. And more importantly, the, the journalistic side of things are starting to take notes and step up and praise it rightly so. Where we've done for the last year, they're starting to now maybe think twice about their uh, preconceptions they had from launch. So it's uh, interesting stuff. And I think Cyberpunk is a title big enough. It's certainly garnering enough interest to give cloud gaming that extra push and make people think twice about where they're purchasing things uh, either now or going forward. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. Clive. Yeah, I, I was absolutely as, um, agree with Chris there, especially the, the, the bits about, you know, the, the only playing the people are having a really good experience of this uh, right now are, you know, people on sort of GeForce Now, Stadia, and as, you know, Chris said, those those lucky enough, the PC Master Race with £3,000, you know, gaming rig or whatever it is to really get the the... the the sort of power needed to sort of play at its sort of you know best so in that light you know cloud is absolutely a great value proposition i think with all the this is such a big title that um at, like with a blockbuster movie 
all the marketing, all the branding of all the consoles, you know, has been focused on this moment. You know, PlayStation, uh, you know, was fo were focused on this big release because it's the biggest release of the year, re you know, really, apart from their own console. It's the biggest release of the year, gaming-wise. Xbox, you know, they'd, bought, they'd done a marketing deal with, um, you know, for, for Cyberpunk. So everything was lined up. Google, really important title for them. They had to get it right, just just as with all the consoles and everybody else. So they, you know, decided, okay, let's go full on on the marketing, and we'll give away the um, one of them. You know, the um, premier edition with with the purchase. You know, just just the normal activities that you would expect around a mega game launch like this. And Google made sure that it, you know, ran well. And obviously, we were all hoping that it would run well. And when you just take it out, you know, forget all the sort of notoriety around the title now that sort of occurred on the on the other platforms. Google did everything they need, did, needed to do from a marketing point of view. The port people, QLock and CD Project Red, and the support of Stadia did everything they needed to do from a port point of view, and. You know, we were hoping as sort of stadiums, if you want to call us, you know, does it play well? Will it play well? Will it be a good port? You know, I hope it's this. I hope it's that, you know, and it's met most of the criteria that we would have expected. You know, you can play it in 4K, 30 frames per second or 1080, you know, 60 frames per second. It's a good game. Um, as Chris said, you know, I'm I'm loving playing it. I've not really noticed bugs. I just noticed them slightly more because everybody's going on about them. I think the only bug I've noticed, two bugs I've noticed is, um guy walks through the lift doors before they've opened and um there was a sort of a case with stuff and i went running around a cut part running down a corridor and it was meant to be in my uh, the other guy's hands it was just floating in midair and i sort of ran past it thinking don't we need that case but uh but other than that they're the only bugs um i've met but what's happened is Circum so everything everything was in place that should have been in place as everybody's expected, and especially from Stadia's point of view, and to a certain you know degree, GeForce um, now as well. Everything was in place that was expected to be in place, and then circumstance has you know of it not performing well or not really being at all optimized on the main consoles that the world has, uh, you know, the PlayStation and the Xbox One has has sort of thrown focus onto stadia um and fortunately the version that stadia has is a really good version and it plays really well and you know you and i talked about it very briefly yesterday rock that sometimes people need something needs to occur for people to accept change and cloud gaming is a big change that's why there were so many naysayers at the beginning because cloud gaming is impossible it cannot work yeah, science says, physics says. So the people didn't even give it a chance, even though Google and to a certain degree, Nvidia and Xbox to a certain degree, think no, it will work. We just got to get things right. It will work. And Google went out there and proved it could work and proved it could work really, really well. But the change probably was too rapid for a lot of people, or the acceptance of it, especially when you've got consoles that have been around for years and years. But what has happened with Cyberpunk is sort of happenstance as they say, it's a sort of happenstance. The situation with the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One has almost forced people to take a look at the Stadia version or the GeForce Now version. 
people who wouldn't necessarily have sort of easily gone with what everybody said and what you know and basically a crowd started to gather where there was only a few people standing around sort of accepting all this amazing thing called stadia like something in the street now people are going what's going on over there now because because my my experience over here on this side of the street is not not very good but there's a lot of noise and happiness and laughing over there let's go over there and now a crowd is gathering a bigger a bigger crowd growing growing around the cloud gaming aspect and people are trying it for themselves and anybody who's had stadia for all this time has known it works and we've been telling people it works but people aren't prepared to listen but when people are forced into sort of well i've got much choice left i'll have a go i'll have a look they see what we've seen and i think that it's a it's a combination of circumstances that you need sometimes when new technology comes on board that has forced people in a way to try it and that's all we needed to do with cloud gaming and most people who try it are going oh my god it's amazeballs it certainly is now then ladies and gentlemen you may spot that we've also lost eddie oh hang on he may be back are you back eddie Let's see. Yes, he I is. am. Eddie is back. There you go. Look at that. You were all, if Clive had spoken for just 30 seconds oh, more, sorry. nobody would have been yeah. any otherwise. <laughs> if you'd been in my ear going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I need more kit. I need more production yeah. kit. Yeah. Not a problem. Lloyd, your turn, sir. Muted again. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like the question is will um, games like Cyberpunk be. Um, the success uh, that drives cloud gaming. I think it's already happened. Um, all you really need for new technology is to get enough people to try it. And I think enough people have tried Cyberpunk. Uh, there was the interview with John Des Justice that was done by The Escapist. And he, he had a little smirk when he's talking about the number of pre-orders. And, and this was prior to the launch, the, the interview. So you know that his smirk would have been even bigger after because I know so many people that bought it on another console, physically, digitally, whatever, um, have either kept their copy, returned their copy, done whatever they could, and picked it up on Stadia. And not only that, you so those are the, the general gamers out there that were hating on uh, Stadia, that Stadia was the butt of all their jokes, uh, that, that was the punchline for everything. But now you have big websites, you have The Verge, you have IGN, you have uh, a pile of other... Uh, games press and other kind of content creator, um, general content creators in the gaming sphere, um, like a lot of us that are saying Stadia is good. Stadia actually works. I can't believe it. There's no lag. There was no downloads. Everyone was fighting and I got in. What's happening here? Um, so I, I do think that a, um, a, a huge segment of the population that maybe was uh, turning their nose up a little bit at Stadia or GeForce Now um, has been forced into either wading into the water uh, themselves uh, or reading other people saying that, you know what, this is actually really good. Um, so I, I think that's really all Stadia needed. Um, you know that the game was supposed to be delayed on Stadia. It wasn't supposed to come out day and date. That was what we were told. It was going to be before the end of the year. Uh, little did we know that the game was going to be pushed till the end of the year. But, but in doing that... Um, I like to joke that Google loaded up a B-52 bomber full of engineers and coders and sent them over CD Projekt Red and they they dove out and they parachuted down and they took over that project. Uh, of course, um, the 
the port was handled by another company, not CD Projekt Red directly. But you know that Google engineers were involved in getting this to work. If there was any sort of issue with timing, um, they said, okay, no, you do it this way. If there was issues with Vulkan uh, running on this Linux-based hardware, they came in and said, no, no, you just do it this way. Whatever Google did, um, however, however much money they threw at it, uh, whatever the process was, Stadia has done what they needed to do. Google has done what they needed to do to bring the best, biggest game of 2020 onto their system as one of the only platforms that can play it without issues, um, which is you couldn't ask for more. Whether this sold them another 1,000 copies or another 50,000 copies, that doesn't really matter. What really matters is Google is out there in the in the internet now, and they're no longer just the butt of a joke. It's the butt of a joke, but also the best place to play Cyberpunk because you can't play it on your PS4 or your Xbox One right now. Um, there's a lot of uh, talk that the Xbox Series X is the best place to play um, to play Cyberpunk right now. Well, I I watched uh, my buddy play. It doesn't look it doesn't look any better. Uh, maybe it looks a little bit better than what I'm playing on Stadia. But man, the number of bugs that I've seen on the Xbox version compared to the Stadia version, uh, it's it kind of it kind of dwarfs what I've seen on on Stadia. So, yeah, I don't know. Google did what they had to do. Um, people have been using Stadia um, throughout all of this pandemic as kind of a cloud dev kit for games that they maybe weren't even bringing to Stadia, but it was an easy way to get all their people online and doing um, building levels, checking things out, doing QA. Um, but I, I'm sure that a success like CD Projekt Red is basically flipping a lot of opinions from a lot of big wigs out in the publishers saying, hey, you know that you know that that, that Warzone that we're selling? Can, can we put it on Stadia? I think it would work really well on Stadia. And you know, there's a lot more of these conversations that are happening now, all because of the effort um, the hard work, but also, I'm sure, the money uh, in getting this one um, running on Stadia. So uh, congrats to Google. Uh, they did what they had to do. And I think this is the first of many wins uh, that are going to show the general gaming public, but also publishers, that cloud gaming is a viable place, but also a really good place to uh, play games in the future. Thanks, Lloyd. Excellent. Uh, and uh, Eddie, what are your thoughts on this? So, um, starting with the um, CD Projekt Red situation, um, it, we are living on a very specific uh, time that um, we, we couldn't have a better uh, perfect storm. So, we have the latest gen consoles, we have the next gen or current gen consoles, um, completely scarce. Nobody can, even if you want to spend $500 on getting one of those, they are not available. Um, there's the pandemic going on, and then comes the hottest game of the year or the most anticipated game of, of the year, the most hyped game ever. And the, if you you just couldn't spend 500 or you just couldn't get one of those new gen consoles and you say, I'm going to be playing on my latest gen console, my, my current, my previous gen console, and I'm gonna get an upgrade for free on the on the PlayStation Five or an Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X. Once I can get my hand of those, and then you discover that the game doesn't work on your gen. Then comes the cloud solutions such as GeForce Now and Stadia, offering you know what you just buy this game and you wanna you will be able to play 
on a high-end PC or even a more powerful PC with ray tracing enabled and etc. So people start taking uh, cloud gaming more seriously um, after that event, and still, but there's still a stigma where people thinks that cloud gaming it's a add-on service. Uh, like I am gonna have my box, but um, I'm sitting. There, I'm just saying because of the example um, the journalist from the Escapist show uh, gave when he said, uh, you know what, John Justice, why don't you work with Ubisoft when I can get a physical copy of my uh, my game and for free, I get a cloud version of that game. And you can see on John Justice's face that he would say, it's not how that works. We are here not to be a supplemental service. Uh, we're here to be a new player on the market. So it will take a while until the whole general consumer understands that um, the cloud gaming um, providers, which are going to be existing, um, are here to take over and not to be a supplemental service. Thanks, Eddie. Fantastic. Well, panel, um, we're going to open it out to the floor, as we always do. What I'm interested to hear your thoughts on is, as I see it, with uh, there's a, a period now, an intermediate period, between old gen and next gen. Uh, and is this the opportunity for cloud to step in and say, you don't actually need the next gen? We are that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. A thousand percent. Um, sorry to, to jump on you, Clive. Um, the interview with John Justice, one of the questions, there was a lot of really okay questions. I don't want to say bad because I don't like to I don't like to make anybody feel bad about what they did. But the questions about if I buy a game on Xbox, I should get a free cloud copy on Stadia. That's like saying, hey, Microsoft, if I buy a game on PlayStation, you should give it to me for free, which is never going to work. But where where cloud can 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 go is Cloud uh, Stadia, for example, because we know what they're running on their their equipment, um, or we have an idea of what they're running. All they need to do is upgrade the blades, or put in new servers, put in stuff. And when the next gen version launches on Xbox and PS5, I would be very surprised. I was, I would be, I would have been the opposite just a little while ago. Um, but I'd be very surprised if the Stadia version doesn't get the same features as the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 version. You know uh, ray tracing is part of the um, uh, part of Vulkan now, so you don't have to kind of roll your own ray tracing using Vulkan. It's now part of Vulkan, so that's going to be easier for developers to get running because they don't have to write their own routines and test them. They can just use the core of Vulkan. And having ray tracing baked into cyberpunk is going to be kind of the, the nail in the coffin of is stadia really going to be good enough if they can show that within months of a game coming out we could upgrade the hardware and it looks better is really going to set up cloud for the future that's going to change a lot of ideas out there saying wait you're telling me that i don't have to go buy a 500 box every six years to get better graphics i could just buy my 60 dollars game and then in six months, it looks better. In five years, it looks better. In 10 years, it's going to look better. Uh, I think that's going to be enough that a lot of people are going to need to maybe um, change the way that they game or um, get rid of the whole concept of holy wars. Like, my PlayStation is better than your Xbox and you're an idiot because you're an Xbox. Well, you're a PlayStation pony. Like, all, all that garbage that happens in Reddit, that needs to go away. Um, what What's happening now is when you buy a game, 
the fact that it's available digitally anywhere, well, except for PlayStation now, um, you you don't really need to choose sides anymore. You can you can onesie twosie your games on one platform. And the fact that if you have a Gmail account, you have Stadia means you don't have to buy any hardware. That that friction to having someone buy a copy on Stadia is becoming near zero. Um, and all it's going to take is more articles like what's been happening for the past week saying, hey, Stadia is actually good. Hopefully actually goes away uh, at some point in the future. <laughs> but uh, but but this th- this is a, an amazing um, an amazing turn. Uh, I, I really think the the starting point for this was getting the demos on Stadia, getting um, Immortals Phoenix Rising on Stadia was kind of uh, the person kind of cracking the door open a little bit and shoving their their foot there so the door couldn't be closed. But now they're now they're they're reefing on the door and yanking on it to open those doors for everybody. And it's going to be uh, really, really amazing to see what happens. And I don't think a lot of this would happen unless Google did what they did to ensure that Cyberpunk was day and date. Yeah, that's uh, I t- that's what they had to do, and they as I've said before, and you know, my show and p- other people's shows, you know, it, that option wasn't there when Cyber on Cyberpunk's original release date back in January, February time, whatever. It wasn't there. Probably wasn't even there potentially in September. But that door opened uh, when it got pushed out even further to November, I would say. Um, and you can bet that Stadia, uh, you know as Lloyd said, through every resource they could to make sure. Now the opportunity had presented itself to make sure that it came day and day. And boy, is that, you know, now in retrospect, it would have paid off anyway. But now given, as uh, Eddie said, the perfect storm that's sort of been created, uh, it's it's really paid off. There's some somebody in chat I just want to add here is, uh, I think it was uh, Gandara says, I think it's important for showing gamers that Stadia is a serious proposition. It's also given game developers more confidence in the platform and i think that's a really valid uh, a really valid point because it's two sets of hearts and minds that need to be kind of won over so it's the hearts and minds of the consumers and you know it's doing that uh, as lloyd said you know we had immortal phoenix rising look free demo try for yourself you know that was an excuse to sort of just open the door a little bit and now because of circumstance cyberpunks really kind of kicked that door down and given lots of people that opportunity but equally you know you'd think developers were kind of a bit more open-minded and on board but i'm sure there's a kind of a big swathe of them who 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 aren't and you know we know some people who work in the industry who work at ea and that person you know he's quoted as saying he he sometimes talks to the people at ea and they're not really aware of what stadia is i mean he's took like people within his you know his kind of department or whatever which is like what but they you know not talking about the the higher ups necessarily but but it's that kind of when people go it's not just so it's not just consumers who are kind of going to be taking a look going everybody's talking about cyberpunk and stadia over here i'm going to check this out i think you know developers and publishers will be going actually that's uh that looks a pretty good version of the game. Maybe we should be on there, you know, now. And so, you know, you might have that kind of secondary effect. And we know, I mean, you know, it might be redundant now because we know there's 400 plus games coming over the next um, 18 months or so. Uh, and you can bet, as as I've said loads of times, it's the, it's going to be the norm day and date. You know, Hitman 3 is one of the first big ones that come in January. Day and date won't be a kind of uh, we won't even be set. Is it day and day? like yeah? Of course it will be. Like they they'll all be that unless there's some exceptional circumstance. So that will be the norm. And so now it's just about um, 
it's about content as chase would always say you know it's about making sure that there is a call of duty on there that Fortnite is on there because we might not like them we might like them we might not like them whatever but your average gamer first question they're going to ask is can i play call of duty or my son's well can i play Fortnite?" And if the answer is no, it's like, well, the conversation's closed. So despite all the amazing work and the impact that Cyberpunk ha has had, we've still got to build that library out with the games that people expect. And now is a golden opportunity, which we think they're going to do anyway, given the fact that there's 400 plus games coming over the next 18 months or so. We're going to start seeing that. So 2021 is the time to for, for Stadia and other cloud gaming platforms, but Stadia especially to to double down on the successes that they've made today, um, you know, come the end of this year. I know we talk about multiple cloud providers here on this show, but thinking that um, the main competitors we have in the Stadia and GeForce now, and um, because they are officially out, Luna is still on a very limited um, uh, user base. Having those two out only and knowing that some um, developers and studios decided to remove their games from GeForce Now. And we haven't heard about anything of these games coming back to GeForce Now. Um, brings the Stadia on a very good position. And I feel like whenever we have the next big step, which could be the next big game coming, and we're going to have all of these waves of, uh, all right, uh, now the Stadia have uh, Call of Duty. I'm going to give it a try on Stadia instead of downloading uh, eight. 80 gigabytes update. I'm going to give it a try and state it. Um, in, I don't know how many years, but we will see GTA 6 coming off. And people will say, okay, Stadia does have GTA 6. Let's see how it plays on, on Stadia because Red Dead Redemption plays tremendously good on Stadia. Uh, I, I, com I can't, of course, we can't compare with PC graphics and setup, but um, it, it runs on an awesome version on this game. So I feel like these waves of games, important games coming to the platforms, every single time we have a new milestone with these games, we will have new players coming to the cloud community. Hmm. Eddie, what Chris. do you feel with the, uh, with you mentioning Red Dead and GTA? Do you feel like we may get GTA 5 when that goes next gen? It's everywhere else practically at this point. Yes, PS5 uh, next year, right? I know, but it has a huge community of mod players uh, on PC, and uh, that's where the the biggest player base it is on the game. It's on PC because of the mods and etc. I don't feel like Stadia would waste, um, not waste, but invest money on GTA 5, which at this point, I know it's GTA 5 evolved to GTA Online, but it's a seven year old game. Uh, that's a game as a service at the moment, just like a Destiny 2. But um, I don't feel like Stadia will probably waste, uh, not waste again, invest money on this because it is on the production GTA 6, uh, and we know that. So they brought Rockstar with um, RDO, uh, Red Dead uh, Redemption, Red Dead Online, and I feel like um, the next big step with um, Take Two or not Take Two, Rockstar specifically, is going to be uh, GTA Six. 
Chris Luna, uh, Amazon stated that they weren't interested and they're not interested in necessarily bringing AAA titles into the Luna Plus rainbow. Uh, but do you think they're potentially missing out given this this kind of cyberpunk fest that's happening now for cloud gaming? Yeah, certainly. I think I, I just think any official statement that puts you into a certain bracket is um, potentially something you're going to have to backtrack later on anyway. Anything with business, if you come out and make a, a statement that you're not going to cover something, you inevitably, if, if the winds of change do happen, probably have to retread a little bit on that one. Um, but in terms of like, yeah, the big games coming, we've seen from Cyberpunk this week, like everyone else on the panel has alluded to, how much of an influence a big title like this can have in swaying that conversation. And as much as we've joked about the, all the all the journalistic articles that have came out and said, oh, Stadia is the best place to play it with a PR. They, they all have those little digs in the articles. I've noticed that. There's all that little terminology like uh, surprisingly well. It's like, why surprisingly? It, it runs well, fact. We all know this. Um, but you have, a, have to have a little chuckle about that because you don't read that it runs surprisingly well on Xbox. It runs surprisingly yeah. well. There's those little intricate jabs that they still like to have. But Not quite ready to push all their money in. Yeah. They just want to keep a little bit back just yeah. in case. It's like, well, just keep a little it, bit back. You never yeah. quite know. But um, yeah, to Rock, I think your previous point before when you said about this, um, people kind of looking at next gen and current gen and then Stadia sitting, mm -hmm. cloud gaming in general, fitting in that kind of middle gap that's there. Uh, we've got to remember the gaming industry is probably one of the few industries where every every generation people can flip flop over to another side, and we've seen it happen in the past where Xbox 360 dominated, and then look what PS4 went and done. We saw it with Sega and Nintendo back in the day. And we basically it's probably one of the last few remaining industries where every five, six, seven years there's a definitive stop point where people make a decision on: Do I want to stick with people I'm happy with, or should I jump ship over to and try a different one out? And I think cloud gaming is fitting into that perfect niche right now where, as you mentioned, you've got everyone, millions and millions of players on PlayStation. They've been happy with it. They've had an absolute ton of games to play and enjoy. And then you've got Xbox as well. You've got the Switch crowd as well. There's just so many different avenues for people to go down. And game cloud gaming getting in here right now on the cusp of that next big decision to be made is... Do I put all my eggs back in PlayStation? Or now Cyberpunk's there, Valhalla's there, Immortals there, and all these other future titles are now there. And it runs without a download, without a two grand's worth of PC rig. I can't get my hands on a PlayStation or Xbox anyway, so you know what? Hell, I'll give it a try. And then, yeah, as we fold into 2021, why would you leave if it's working so well? Like, what? Unless something drastically goes wrong, like Google going down, that's not going to happen, right? Why would people want to jump ship from something that just works? For them? It's, that's the, the benefit of... All of this, it's convenience. That's what next generation is about. They've been touting SSDs and such, which make everything so quick. And we've all been spoiled by it in this last year because <laughs> we click play and we play the game within a minute or two. And it's, it's we're already living it. So I just think, yeah, people are on the cusp of making that next big decision. And I myself, I'll hold my hand up. I have a PS5 because I'm a big Sony fan. But more and more and every day as I have to download and update and patch out, any third-party game does make me think twice about thinking, you know what, why do I even bother? And like again, when it comes to next time around PS6, I might be all in the other camp now. So it's, yeah, it's one of the only industries where we make a, a definitive decision on are we sticking with this or are we going with something new? And people can jump ship. And and when we went back to what Clive said about the likes of Fortnite and Call of Duty, those casual gamer audiences, those, those are the ones who will jump ship just where their mates go. If 10 of their yeah. friends are playing on this platform, then they'll go with them. And this is where, yeah, the, the door's just open for, for change. 
and and the best thing with what Stadia has been doing uh, about early access or open access to um, to cross play and cross progression being fully on the board of we want everything to be cross play and cross progression. The the good thing is that in the future it doesn't matter where your friends are playing. You're going to be able to play together for pretty much every game except for like a console exclusive. Um, but Stadia is just so attractive because if you have a Gmail, you have Stadia. You don't you don't need anything. You can you can use a keyboard and mouse. Uh, a, a friend of mine who I've been talking about Stadia, it, annoying him for like the last year. He's just like, shut up. I don't want to talk about Stadia anymore. I'm like, try it, try it, try it. He's like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, but he wasn't able to get his PlayStation that uh, he had pre-ordered. Somehow he had it pre-ordered, locked away first day. And then like two weeks before launch, his pre-order was canceled. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. So he's like, I wanted to play Cyberpunk. I, uh, do I have to buy a new video card? I was like, dude, just shut up and buy it on Stadia. They're going to send you a Premiere Edition. You're getting the console for free. In fact, you already own it. They're just going to give you the, 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 the local console bits that you need to make it work. And I've received a pile of texts from him saying, I've, I'm an idiot. I didn't listen to you for the last year. This is so easy. Um, and I, and I think there's going to be a lot more of those conversations with people when the whole thought of ownership starts going away, when people aren't concerned about, I have, I have Jedi fallen order. It's mine forever. If, if, if EA goes away, I can still play this. And then you, you hate to tell them, well, there's a day one patch. You won't be able to get any more. Will it really be playable? Maybe, um, Cydia, you don't really have to worry about that. Uh, you're getting your patches for free. And if at some point in five years, you can't play a game that you once played is that really going to affect people like uh, i i was a big collector of of physical media of movies vhs tapes before dvd rebought all my favorite vhs movies on dvd and then blu-ray came out and i'm like oh i have about 100 100 discs i want to upgrade and then i got to the point i'm like why i could stream it on netflix and if i can't stream it on netflix if the one movie i want to watch if i want to watch waterboy because there's some quote that my buddy said, and it's like, I haven't seen Adam Sandler talk about high quality H2O. I want to watch Waterboy. If I can't stream it, there's a billion other movies. And it's going to be like that with games in the future, where um, especially with the young kids, like you were saying, Chris, uh, people that want to play with their friends, they don't care about ownership. It, it, it drives me insane, but they don't really care about ownership. If they bought a game with in-app purchases, they paid $5, and then the game's no longer available on iOS, they will rebuy with their allowance, that same in-app purchase on another platform, um, I, I think I think we're really about ten years away from ownership just not being a thing anymore. People don't care; they want to play a game, they want to play it today, they maybe want to play it in five years. And on Stadia, the 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 nice thing is you're never gonna have to worry about your hardware not working because it's in the cloud. They can keep old blades around for games that were there at launch, and they can have gen 7 blades for a holographic vr retina projection or whatever like they they can take the technology as far as they want to go and it doesn't affect the stuff that people have already bought yeah and we've seen every industry fall to this like the music industry's gone that yeah. way television's yeah. gone that way. like poor blockbuster shout out to blockbuster video but they they've just gone they've gone the way of the dodo and you're totally right yeah physical media upgrading every time it's it is we, we all use spotify now we all use netflix now What's to say cloud gaming and another subscription model isn't the way? I mean, the, the industry is a no, it is because look at every man and his dog is trying to now set one up and get it going. But yeah, you're, you're totally right. It, it's just a matter of time, I think. And we're not the generation. We're the ones who are clinging on to physical media and having things. And I still keep my eye on the odd nice vinyl record when I do see it. But the reality is 
we're not the we're not the target demographic. It's the millions and millions of upcoming people who will be playing this content for decades to come who are, like you rightly said, Lloyd, they're totally used to just, yeah, I'll just get a sub for it. I'll just sub for it for a few months. I'll, I'll get a trial version. I'll check it out. And that's when, yeah, once your direct debit set up, you forget about it and you paid it for the rest of your life, right? So that's one of the things that this has thrown up about the business model and, you know, Chris alluded to the little, there's always a little dig. And one of the digs that they always say, Cyberpunk plays amazing on Stadia. Uh, and one of the digs they often say is, but I'm not, I'm still not sure about the business model. Right, it's what they always say. I'm, not, I'm still not sure about that. That's the sort of what can I, I'm scrabbling around for something bad to say, and they say that, which makes no sense because you have two types of business model. Um, you know, people people say they want Stadia to be like uh, the Netflix of gaming. They want it all. You just subscribe, and then you get all the games. If you subscribe and get the games, you will not get the day and date releases, uh, apart from the odd exceptional one now and then. Yeah, it's like the movies. Yeah, if you want to see the game or you want to see the movie when it comes out, I mean, it's changing now because there's no cinemas. But back in the remember cinemas, remember cinemas. Ooh, I remember. Yeah, but, uh, but when a movie comes out, you, you want to see that movie straight away. You have to go to the cinema. You don't watch it on your subscription service on Amazon. You don't watch it. You have to wait for it to come out as an SVOD version a bit later on. And the thing about subscription models uh, is that that so if you look at Luna Plus on itself, it will it will never re I say not never, but it will have to it would have to invest heavily in the odd exclusive day and date title, which it probably won't because it's relying on a subscription model. So you're going to get games which are a little bit older or a few months older that join that library now and then. The beauty, and this is what kind of annoys me when people go, oh, I don't get the business model, is the beauty of the Stadia business model, which Cyberpunk has highlighted, really, is that you have the choice. You can build a library of games if you subscribe to Pro. You just get, as I say, consistently six games, six games, six games. You just build that library. You might not like all the games, but you've got a library of games. Somebody comes around, they might place, you know, have, have a look for your library and go, oh, that's interesting. So you can build a library. But at the same time, if you want to be, as you've mentioned before, Rock, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. If you want to play Cyberpunk day and day and you've got Luna Plus, you can't on Luna Plus. But on Stadia, you've got the choice. Yep. Yeah, You can go out and buy it. And that's why I think the Stadia business model, which I can't understand why people don't get it, is a great business model because it gives you the option to buy the latest game on release date as you would for the PlayStation, as you would for the Xbox. And at the same time, if you subscribe to Stadia Pro, you can also build a library, which as we know is what I've lost track, but it's 60 plus games. If you subscribed from the, from November. Yeah, it's 30 uh, now, but um, been yeah, yeah. If you subscribe now, but if you mm. subscribe from the, the get-go last november yeah yeah, yeah last yeah. november you would have had we've got over 60, 60 games yes yeah more than 60 games in your library yeah, not every game i'm going to play but it's a pretty pretty good business model and then as and when a big title comes out yeah like cyberpunk i'll have that please day and date boom it's back to the the news articles right because it's just the, it's the wording like everyone has this perception that it's oh it's this weird convoluted yeah. method of subscriptions again it's where the truth is, if you want to play Cyberpunk on PlayStation right now, when you have PlayStation Plus, you don't get it. 
you want to play it on Xbox right now and you've got Game Pass or you've got Gold yeah. uh, Live, you don't get it. Luna Plus, you don't get it. Nintendo Switch, definitely not get it anytime soon. <laughs> Stadia, you just, you just buy the game and play it. Like, that's it. You buy what you want to play. And yet somehow that's been convoluted through articles and social fee and influencers saying, yeah. oh, Stadia is this and that. And, and here we are a year later, so climbing out of that hole that we find ourselves in, just saying, no, you just buy and play what you want. It's almost like people can't balance the two things in their head at the same time. Mm. So it's a subscription model. Well, sort of, yeah. But you can buy stuff. Oh, you just buy stuff. Yeah, but it's also subscription. I can't, I can't hold the two ideas in my head at the same time. <laughs> it does not compute. It's like it's, it's it's a great idea. Give you the option. Give consumer the options. You know. Well, people got this idea, like engraved into their heads, like the Netflix of gaming, because Netflix. Uh, you pay one subscription, and then you have the whole catalog of Netflix. Uh, one thing to keep forgetting is that you don't get uh, you get Netflix um, exclusive productions day and date, but whatever else, whatever else is on the cinema, uh, you're not gonna get on the same day on Netflix. Yeah, well, that's that's why Netflix are invest. You know, in order to keep their subscribers, they've realized we need some other reason that you subscribe to Netflix rather than any other subscription service, which has the same generic set of movies and stuff and TV programs. So we have to invest in our own. And that's exactly what Xbox are doing. They're not just doing it so they have an exclusive on the Xbox console. They're doing it so there's a reason to subscribe to Xbox Games Pass because you'll get exclusive titles on it. And then when Google start releasing their, you know, as I say, it's a console in the cloud that is specifically a platform that can be built for. And that's the, the third wave, as Stadia have said. You know, once we've built up the library of all the games everybody expects, it's those exclusives that then make you so say, actually, I will subscribe to Stadia Pro because not only do I get to build my library, but there's this redonkulous game with all these crazy features, or whatever it is, you know, beyond our imagination that you can only do in the cloud. So Stadia know that that exclusives will play a, a, an, impart, an important part later to give you a reason to subscribe to the collection of games that are available. But Netflix do it, Amazon do it uh, as well, and Xbox are doing it with their Games Pass and buying up studios or um, developing games exclusively for that. You need to give people that extra reason to subscribe to that particular subscription. Yeah, and with the number of people that are coming along um, or coming around with the fact that Stadia isn't evil and isn't going to ruin all the games they currently own in their house, they're not going to just all melt because you played a game on Stadia. Um, <laughs> I just hope the the thought that the people that wanted Netflix of gaming um, and didn't get it, so they're like, "Ah, oh, Stadia is garbage because you can't, you can't, you just you can't pay five bucks a month and play every single game." Um, those people don't have issues with the fact that Luna doesn't have Cyberpunk. So I hope. I hope that the, that that teeter totter balances out somewhere in the middle, and people are like, "Oh yeah, you can you can have both," just like you said, Clive, because they both are are viable. You don't just buy an Xbox for Game Pass, and you don't just buy an Xbox for the latest new releases. Well, some people do. I know people that only buy their Xbox for Madden and NBA, and that's it. That's all they play. But for the most part, people will buy games. They'll get some games from Games of Gold. They'll get a few games on Game Pass. They'll do it that way. It could be the same thing on Stadia, and and the best part is you don't need. You, there's no purchase required for hardware. If you have a mouse and a keyboard and a computer with Chrome, you can play your latest game. 
if you want it to perform better, you, you need one of these bad boys. Um, one that I just took out of a box that Google sent me for some strange reason. I think I bought a video game or something and they sent me one of these. Uh, it's really weird. Um, <clears throat> but you need to buy one of those. But that's not a requirement. That's a down the road thing. If you really like Stadia and you want to play Cyberpunk with a controller, well, you buy a Premiere Edition or just buy a controller if you just want to play on your PC. You, you really are getting options on cloud that you don't have on any other platform. Um, I'm a little bit worried about what the future holds. Like if we're going to really get, this is probably a topic for another show, but is gaming going to now do what mobile gaming is where everything is free within app purchases to unlock things. Uh, but if that happens, does that mean that if I download um, Red Dead 3 and I get it for free on my Stadia, because uh, that's what people call it is a stadia, which drives me insane. But uh, stadia, stadia as well. I'm gonna make it make it better in my brain by saying it, so it doesn't annoy me anymore. But if you can get the same base game on Stadia and the same base game on Xbox, and you unlock the main campaign through something that is sitting on 2K servers, well, then now you really have the 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 total um, leveling of the playfield. It doesn't matter where you play anymore. It's now the publishers that are holding uh, all your money and stuff like that. So. Um, I, I think this this industry can go in some interesting ways, and it's going to be quite the trip to to watch us get there. Well, I suppose Luna would say in their defense that their plan is to provide partner channels, so potentially CD Project Red could have a channel at some point in the future and bring their games out day and date. It's sure. um, We've yet to see if that's going to materialize beyond Ubisoft, which already obviously had a proposition in the form of Ubisoft Plus, uh, but certainly that's their game plan. And of course, GeForce as well, albeit it's acting as a cloud conduit for Steam and Ubisoft, um, is predominantly bringing these out day and day. But the point is that if you are feeling left out, as Clive rightly said just now, the fear of, of missing out, because you know you have a heavy investment in a PlayStation 4 and an older Xbox, and you're not quite ready to make the financial leap to the next gen and justify it. And right now, there aren't really that many games anyway to make a huge difference. Then this does give cloud the opportunity to say there is a third way, and it's actually cheaper, and you will find that it's at least as good as what you're leaving behind. Uh, but it will keep up with you as you as the games progress you won't find that we leave you behind in four years time with a new generation of consoles for example gamers are uh, it's a group that um, they are so um what's the word i want to use passionate Let, let's go with that mm. and maybe it's not what i wanted to say but <laughs> let's go with gamers are passionate and they they have this thing uh, i'm just i will upgrade if it's 100 better than what I currently have. So if it's not a double performance, because people were expecting this gen of a PlayStation 5 and Series Box, Xbox Series X to be something, oh my God, I have, I want to have my mind blown. And I kept asking then before the, this gen launching, what are you expecting on this generation? Oh, I'm expecting uh, incredible graphics, but you already have incredible graphics. Um, but uh, they need to bring me something that uh, will make me go wow. And I kept saying, you will have faster loading, faster loading times. And maybe in some games, you're going to get some reflections. But the graphics are already there. Um, so uh, if you are expecting something larger than that, you're gonna, that leap is going to take a few more years to happen. So I feel... The cloud gaming services 
which are just on the very, very beginning. In a few years, we will be on a level of graphics and performance and um, ray tracing and whatever else. Uh, it's on the, the cool, the hype of the moment. The cloud gaming will be there because the learning curve and the implementation curve of cloud, in ga cloud gaming compared to what we have on this dedicated hardware, it's much faster and the upgrade cycle is much faster as well. Yeah, that's the key thing. Consoles are locked in. That's the problem with the business model of the consoles. They're locked in for the next five, six years. They, ca they can't upgrade. I mean, they can bring out a slightly smaller model, which sometimes they do, or you might get like the Xbox One X or what you're going to get, the Xbox One Series XX. I mean, you know, what, you know, they buy out, bring out interim models, but nothing really major. And everybody has to wait you know, five to six years for the next generation, which is, as, you know, Eddie says, it's not, it's never really a revolution. It's a sort of small evolution, you know, just things are just turned up slightly. Uh, that's it. Um, and you've waited five, six years for that that thing and you buy into the hype and rush out and, you know, spend your 600 quid because you, because you, everybody's doing it. Yeah, you know, whereas... This is the new sort of difficult concept or another difficult concept people get their head around. Don't do anything with Stadia. And if Stadia goes, oh, what's everybody doing now? Okay, we'll upgrade. Like 12 months later, they could, you know, we'll just, we'll just upgrade everything. Then 12 months later, oh, we'll add in a little bit upgrade. So those incremental upgrades, which we see every five to six years, can be on a much regular basis uh, and they can react a lot faster than having to invest in a massive production line, which probably takes at least five years of planning in terms of you know designing it, thinking how you're gonna fit it in a box, thinking all the marketing, all that kind of stadia and certain, you know, NVIDIA don't really have that problem. They just say, oh, we've got a new card, stick that in, yeah. spread them across the, the servers, off you go. Same with Stadia. So um it's that kind of ease of transition and constant improvement. And we as consumers don't have to do anything it goes back to, to the, the the escapist interview when the guy completely continue want to have a box yeah on him. he asked john justice so is google planning on doing a new hardware where it's dedicated for gaming and you don't need the hardware yeah why are you going like, to need the hard to download your game they already did. yeah <laughs> it's like saying you know can you do a special box for your gmail <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like what? No, yeah, yeah, can we have like a special box just so I can imagine? That's what it's like saying. It's the people, as you say, Eddie, people can't get there. And it's odd to see tech journalists, uh, you know, can't get their head around the kind of, you don't, you don't need a box. You know, it's just there. As, and Lloyd, as you know, Bill, Bill said, you know, you've already got a stadia genius. <laughs> you know, it's that's that's my meme for life. You know, that is exactly it. And I see it so much, time, you know, in Twitter, so many times people going, Well, I've heard a lot about cyberpunk. I'm thinking of getting a stadia, stadia or a yeah, stadia. Is it any good, guys? And I literally, my constant response is, You've already got it. Just go to stadia.com. Off you go. Yeah. That literally. And well, I haven't got a controller. Yeah, but you've typed in stadia.com. So you've got one of these, right? You're good to go. Really, honestly, you just need a Gmail. Oh, I haven't got a Gmail account. 
oh wow like that's such a hard level of entry to break down you know I mean, literally just try it it really annoys me i'm thinking of gentlemen we have uh, i i hate i hate to stop clive in his pantomime oh, I, was going off. Oh. I, I know you were you were about to be the, the old twiddly whiskers and everything going on there i could see it but it is unfortunately the top of the hour uh, and uh, it's been an absolutely fantastic uh, panel. Thank you, Chris, for an amazing question. I think we all enjoyed this one. Um, let's wrap it up. We'll start with you, Clive. Where can people find you? Not uh, necessarily the next two weeks. Yeah, no, uh, not sure. But uh, normally 10 p.m. Uh, Monday night, stadium Monday night chat. You can find me there. And then uh, usually Tuesdays, 9 p.m. on Twitch. Uh, we do the Generation X Gaming Club with Rock. And then Friday nights, Rock Stars at Night with uh, Rock. <laughs> Chris. Uh, yes, you can find me on the Sounds of Stadia channel with my lovely two co-hosts, Tom and Richie, where we bring you the Sounds of Stadia podcast every week. We're up to episode 65 this week. Wow. Uh, so it's it's starting to, starting to ramp up now. And uh, yeah, we round up all the Stadia gaming news into an hour or so podcast episode where we, similar to this, we just basically, three friends, talk about Stadia, talk about gaming, everything we're passionate about. Uh, it's available on all channels feeds as well. We do live streams every Thursday and uh, Let's Play series as well. So just like what everyone's here for, just talking about games, playing games, and enjoying cloud gaming in general. So yeah, find us over there, Sounds of Stadia. Thank you, sir. Eddie. Oh, um, I'm pulling a lot here, forgetting to unmute myself, but um, I'm available at Eddie Player One on YouTube channel and on Twitter as well. I have a podcast every Tuesday night. And uh, another show uh, every Wednesday night. Uh, we just did a special talking about Cyberpunk. Um, no spoilers. So we talking about a lot of the lore of Cyberpunk. Yes, there's a lot of lore on, on that game. And yeah, I cannot wait to get back into Ninth City as well. And you've just done a 12-hour live yeah. stream. Yeah, I woke up in the mood yesterday saying, you know what? I think uh, a 12-hour, I think I can pull that. That I did a 24-hour once. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it was an awesome day yesterday. Um, celebrate the end of the end of the year gaming with a 12-hour live stream. Fantastic. And Lloyd? Yeah, if you want to uh, get a hold of me, you can reach me on Twitter at Dasme, D-A-S-M-E. You can, of course, check out all the stuff that I, all the content I create over at NerdNest, uh, which is at nerdnest.tv or youtube.com slash nerdnest. Uh, we, of course, record... Um, the city cast every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. So you can come and join us live while we record it. Uh, but I also have other podcasting stuff. Uh, I just recorded an episode of Nintendo Pulse, which is the longest running Nintendo podcast since 2006. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but it's a thing. And I got to say it because it's true. Um, and you can check that out over at res.tv, rezd.tv. Excellent. Thank you. So there we go. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our show. We'll be back in the new year. And on behalf of the panel, we hope you had a happy Hanukkah and have a joyeux Noel, feliz Navidad, joyous Oanza, and a wonderful Christmas wherever you are. And finally, new one for this show, keep your head in the game and your feet, even your eye, in the cloud. <laughs>